Hey there, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. Now, if you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review so your friends know that this is a show that they can learn from. Follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. Now, enjoy this episode. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. What's shaking, Daniel? It's another beautiful week. Uh, yeah, it's a pretty beautiful week. I got a haircut again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I cut mine every day. No, I don't. Well, you've day. got. I, I don't shave. know. A shave. I got hair. It's, I don't know. I was trying to make something witty, but. So how is it going to the to the barber? That's good. You get masked up. They got to work around the mask and try to get the shaving of your, what are these called? Sideburns. Sideburns. I don't have them, but yeah, sideburn things. Barber said that he's just not as busy as he thought he would be at this point, which was a little odd, uh, I thought, because if anything's slowing down, I would think restaurants, retail, etc. But uh, he says that people have kind of stopped coming back. Uh, but here in Kentucky, things are kind of ticking up again, so... Uh, don't know what that means. Probably nothing. Maybe something. Uh, but I thought it was odd that uh, people have sort of stopped coming to the barber. Uh, he's just said that he's a lot slower than he thought he would be at this point. A lot of gaps in his calendar and so forth. So kind of interesting. A lot of uncertainty um, out there for sure. And we've been talking a lot on this show. Uh, we had a great question last episode. What have we learned? And, you know, we tend, I think it's fascinating. I think I said it on an episode where somebody's talking about past tense. Well, what did, what did you learn? You know, well, that was crazy. You know, wow, I can't believe we went through that. I mean, for all intents and purposes, we're still in it. We're in this mess. We're learning. Uh, we're learning, and uh, and it might very well not be over. So, um, you know, it's going to be an interesting next couple of months. So we'll continue to stay tuned. All right, we got to uh, get right to the question. Uh, we've got a great question today. I admittedly don't remember who it's from. Do you know off the top of your head? I do not recall. I did not write it down. I don't think she said her name on there. The email's from JJ. Okay, well, let's hit a question from JJ. What do you got? DIY! Hey, DIY Money Guys. My question today is regarding self-employment payroll. What percentage should you pay yourself as a self-employed individual? My husband has a transportation business, and we're just trying to figure out a good percentage to pay ourselves. We currently have about $30,000 in business debt and then about $1,500 a month personal um, expenses. So what is a good amount? In addition, I'm wondering about how much we can set aside for him as he has no retirement currently. Okay. That's a well, good question. Uh, yeah, uh, that is a very good question. That's loaded. Uh, that's a loaded question. And I pulled that out because there we do get a lot of folks that ask small business questions. And I, I stick them in the queue because... I, I think vast majority of our audience is probably uh, just working, you know, W-2 income. But I do want to bring out more and more of these uh, questions regarding small business. So, Daniel, what do you I, I mean, what do you say here to, to JJ regarding this? Certainly. So uh, small business owner, obviously, there are there's a time period when you're building a business where there's not really a return on that business, right? You, you might be investing on the front end, taking some risk. Uh, you might be working a second job so that you can get a business going, etc. At some point, though, uh, as a business owner, you do need to pay yourself. Otherwise, you're just kind of volunteering uh, in your own business. Now, I, I, I couldn't tell, I guess, from the question whether or not there's employees involved, etc. But especially if there's employees. So if you've started paying other people, and there might be some lead time. Again, you might have to invest a little bit on the front end of your business. But your goal should be to at least cover your salary 
I would say, as a business owner, because you are doing a job, you are doing work, et cetera. Now, obviously, you are going to take profits above and beyond um, your salary. That, that's sort of the, the benefit of being an owner. Uh, but if you're just giving free work and free work and free work into the business and not paying yourself, you're actually, one, distorting the, the numbers, if you will, of the business because you have somebody basically volunteering uh, their labor to give to the business. So, so the, the numbers are a bit skewed. But also, I mean, y- you are a human. You have a family, et cetera, that you, you need to take care of. So uh, how much should you pay? Uh, you know, it obviously de- kind of depends on sort of the nature of the business, how much cash flow is there, uh, how much profits are in the business, et cetera. But as a business owner, your goal should be to, I think, to work towards paying yourself what the market rate is for what you are doing for your business. So if you're managing a transportation and logistic business, whatever that is, you know, figure out the market. What would you have to make or what would you probably make if you went and did that for somebody else in the similar size business? Now, if you go do it for some, you know, if you go do it for uh, CSX or UPS or, you know, one of the big major transportation providers or shipping providers, uh, I'm thinking transportation like shipping, uh, maybe it's shipping or transporting people, who knows? But, you know, if it's going to be skewed if you go and look at a massive big corporation. But look at, you know, try to research other uh, companies of, of maybe similar size. Try to do some research online at, at what they would pay uh, somebody, a manager or a director or something of that nature, and try to work towards that level uh, because that's the work that you are doing. And if you're not paying yourself that level, And on top of that, if there's little to no bottom line profits, then effectively what you're doing is is sort of for fun. It's kind of a hobby to some extent at that point. Uh, And I don't say that, you know, jokingly, it's just a fact. If you can't, you know, live off of the income from the business uh, or if you can't generate an income and profit from the business to where you can live, uh, then it's just not quite getting there and you need to have a road there. So I would say work yourself to a market rate. And uh, your rebuttal. We have no response. That was perfect. I think that's great. Uh, Here's what I'm going to add, JJ. Um, I'll tell you what you shouldn't pay over and above. You should not pay any more than $137,700. Why? Because you are going to be paying Social Security and Medicare uh, taxes up to that amount. Actually, you're going to be paying Social Security up to that amount. Um, that is the max amount that you would basically be earning credits on. So if you're paying yourself ultimately more than that, now you might be listening to this going, holy cow, I wish we could pay that. Or maybe you're saying, wow, I'm paying, my husband's taking $150,000. I mean, I have no idea the context of this, um, of this uh, question. But the reality is, is that if you are paying, if someone is in a small business and making W-2 earnings of, let's say, $150,000, uh, then you basically, and correct me if I'm wrong, Daniel, neither of us are CPAs, but nonetheless, this is kind of the, the benchmark that I go by personally. Um, you would then, if, you was 100, if it was $150,000, you are paying basically your Social Security uh, on $137,700, and then that difference between $150,000 and $137,700, you're, you're basically paying payroll taxes, um, Medicare taxes, uh, Taxes, Just Medicare, yeah. Medicare, Medicare pay- above the Social Security max. And, and you're paying payroll taxes if you're doing the W-2. And you personally are not really getting any additional benefit for that as the, as the business owner, as the self-employed owner. So um, I would couple with Daniel's um, 
answer. I would say that it is very important. One mistake we see a lot when we're dealing with individuals that run their own business is that they do not pay themselves a fair wage. And so when they're evaluating their business, maybe they're looking to sell it, maybe they're, you know, just put to looking at financials or whatever. The reality is it's too meshed. It's too blended. Oh, well, my cell phone comes out of the business and, you know, it pays my car and, and I only take out $2,000, you know, every two weeks or $1,000 a week is kind of, I don't know where that comes from, but people are like, oh, I take out $1,000 a week. I think it's very important to legitimize it as quickly as possible. Uh, and I do believe, as Daniel said, trying to to pay yourself a fair wage. But I would be, if you're a self-employed person, I would be getting up to, uh, especially if the business starts making good money, your uh, max Social Security credit so that you can withdraw. This is me personally I'm speaking. Some people are like, well, I don't want to do that. I don't want I'll pay myself, you know, 50,000 for the rest of my life and and not build up those credits when that's OK, too. Um, but my strategy is is not that my strategy is to pay myself in or around the max amount of Social Security credits that I can get. Over and above that, uh, it's going to be taking basically profits from the business. Uh, I again, I think you need to look at your budget and say, well, our budget is this: it's forty, fifty thousand dollars he needs to earn from this business. And I also, in, in the same vein, you didn't ask this, but if that's not possible, set a plan to where it becomes possible. Because if it's not possible, and you set a plan, and that plan is not achieved. I think Daniel alluded to this, and he said it nicely. I'm going to be very poignant. It's not a business. It's a hobby. And you don't want that. You want a business. So, again, I think that uh, paying yourself a, a fair wage that makes sense in the marketplace, if you can't get there, work a plan to get there. Everything over and above that, I would be you know, paying towards the debt and making sure you follow the DIY money steps. There's no other difference there. But I would not go above the Social Security max as far as the 137.7. Finally, this last thing I'll say, um, if, it's, if there's not a lot of employees and you need to talk to an advisor about this or call Daniel, you could implement a, uh, a SEP plan, a simplified employee pension plan. And the reason I stress not a lot of employees is the math for contributions for employees is not as advantageous as, let's say, a simple IRA, which then he could go to, or a ultimate 401k. Uh, in our business, we've actually gone through all those iterations. We started with a SEP. Uh, I started with a SEP. I was paying uh, towards my SEP, which is a retirement plan, out of profits. Then we moved when we had eligible employees to a simple IRA. And then we ultimately moved to a 401k. So that's kind of the iteration that you want to be thinking about and looking towards. And again, just like any other job, you want to be sure you're putting away for your future as well. Um, you always want to be balancing that out from self-employment to a, a normal job. All right. Anything else to add there, Daniel? Yeah. You're going to want to talk to um, some professionals here. Uh, so I would say talk to Wait, both. we're not professionals? Well, we would do a podcast, but we are. We want to actually talk, have a conversation with them. Uh, so I would recommend both a um, an accountant and a financial planner because they're going to approach it from two different perspectives. One's holistic. One's going to view mostly taxes. You want to ask them both uh, these questions: Is my business set up the way that I need it to be set up? And for that, I mean LLC, taxes, an S corp, etc. There's multiple ways you can set up a business. That's the first question. The second question is: What is the best retirement savings vehicle for my the way my business is set up. So how is my business set up correctly? 
uh, for the tax goals that I'm trying to accomplish? And two, uh, am I utilizing the right retirement vehicle for that particular business? Uh, discuss with uh, discuss with both of those professionals that and realize that you're going to get two different perspectives there. And the right answer is going to be somewhere between that. And you can kind of sort of hopefully talk to them together to figure out kind of where that correct answer lies. All right. Excellent question, JJ. We'll be sending you a $25 Amazon gift card. And if you're new to the show, all she did was send us an audio voice memo to podcast at DIYmoney.org. Make sure you check us out on the Insta, DIY.money. And we're recording actually right now for our YouTube channel. Not really sure what that is, but I'm sure it'll be you put out somewhere. You don't know what somewhere. YouTube is? <laughs> I don't know what our channel is. Yeah. Uh, or if you're on Facebook still, hit up the DIY tribe, which we're actually going to go live uh, video here pretty soon. All right, friends. Secret to wealth is very simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest and do it for a very, very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.